Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello there, welcome to the Naked Professors podcast with myself, Matt Johnson and Ben Bidwell. And today we have an incredible guest. Uh, after Craig White's podcast last week, uh, talking about male masculinity and uh, sport and all these stuff, we thought the best next guest would be somebody from that world that's playing. And we've picked somebody um, that plays for Harlequins, professional rugby player, and um, has a wonderful story about retiring at his peak powers at the age of 27, coming out of international rugby, playing for England. 28. We, he was 27 when he retired. Was he? Yeah. Oh, you know better than me. You know, I've done my sorry. research, Ben. Jeez, sorry, no. sorry. sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, and that person, you might have already guessed, is Joe Marler and Ben it blew me away to be honest he, he's this is um, we had the conversation in the beginning didn't we Joe said what do you want from us and, and I don't think we could have asked anything more for that for him, the way he spoke the way he just shared yeah. um, oh, he, he's, he's the alpha man we, we had such a great reaction from Jim when we had Jim on he was an alpha man talking about vulnerable stuff that really mattered to him that you're not used to hearing from a six foot eight monster and, and yeah. um you know, Joe is a similar mould, I think, and it's amazing. I feel privileged to have conversations with men in that space who are prepared to talk a little bit differently and from their heart. I think it's incredibly powerful. It really was powerful, and and I, I what was especially endearing is was Joe. I felt like he was kind of nervous coming into this. He didn't know really what to expect. I think he, he said he was going to maybe pull out a few minutes before or whatever. And that was perfect because he was there in a situation where he just opened up naturally and organically. He, 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 I felt that he opened up and he was becoming more truthful as we went along with it. And it's exactly like, like you say, it's right up our street. Yeah. This, this is exactly what we're here to do is to talk to people like that. Hopefully can get to rugby fans and football fans, men out there that are having troubles and having problems. But he, he just came on and shared his truth, doesn't he? Yeah. And, and there is there is a fascinating truth behind this. And I think this is why we really want to speak to him because he's retired. He's left a lot of money. There's a lot of money involved in professional sport mm. at the top level. So he's retired at international. There's a huge paycheck that's gone. Uh, a lot of prestige. There's the World Cup, that, like, a, a massive <laughs> thing. The height of his, his career, everything he ever probably dreamed of as a kid was right in front of him. He's walked away from that, as you say, at age of 27. And to hear that and to hear him talk about why and that there's a deeper meaning in his life mm. more than just the, 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 the money is that is a, is a message that I think society needs to hear it was huge um, yeah. huge for us to have yeah. him on and yeah. um, everybody let's press play on this Ben yeah. everybody this is Joe Marler on the Naked Professors podcast 
Well, hello everybody, and um, we are. I've got to, got, to, got to explain to you right now. We are at the Stoop Twickenham ground, and we're in a box. We can see this wonderful turf and the pitch where Joe plays, and it's a beautiful scene. And Joe's with us now. Joe, welcome, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. How when are you, you? Yeah, I'm all right. I'm all right. Thank you. When you just said everyone, yeah, everyone, everyone in the, the world. world's listening. Yeah, well, yeah, no. but, and also like you said, four people. There's four of us in the room. You made it scary for me when you said everyone. Oh, okay, sorry. You want me? To, okay, so just the four of us. We'll go. We'll go. <laughs> Terry Wogan. Hey, listener. Thanks for listening. You used to speak to just the Terry one person. Wogan. Yeah, we'll go Wogan. Just pretend there's one person. Who's Terry we'll, Wogan? <laughs> Terry Wogan. We're talking different eras here. Oh gosh, yeah, nineteen ninety. <laughs> no, I know. Joe's Terry just Wogan. trying to prove to us how young yeah, he is. Yeah, Terry's yeah. making a point here. Yeah. He's children okay. in need, no? He was children in need. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But he's not with us anymore. He's not with us no, anymore. Shame. Um, he used to talk to his listeners and he used to say listener. So he used to kind of make it intimate. We'll, we'll do that now. There's four of us in a in a box. And with one listener, yes. and who's who's that in your head? Who could it be? Anyone in the world? What do you mean? Any any listener in the entire world is listening to you right now? Just one, S- Steve. Steve. <laughs> Me too. Hello, Steve. Hi, Steve. How you doing, How Steve? You doing, Steve. Good day yeah. today, Steve. <laughs> oh, uh, no, thanks. Thanks for uh, Thank having me on, lads. Yeah, thanks for having us, mate. Very intrigued to see where this goes. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I think like that's enough of our sort of aimless chit-chat. I think that we'll get to the point in terms of, of I think, why, why we're here and why we wanted to speak to you is because, um, you know, you're an international, um, ex-international rugby player, and I think that there's been a, a lot of press recently about you, um, and it's an unusual press story for me because... Here's a guy almost at the peak of, of your career, 28 years old, and um, uh, you've, you've retired from international rugby. And um, uh, lots of people kind of saying, oh, you know, Joe Miles retired, peak of his career, World Cup coming up. Um, think of all the money he's missing out on and, and uh, all the opportunity, the chance of glory at the World Cup. What's going on? What's, what, how, why has this guy made this choice now? And uh, just slowly over the, lo- over the last few weeks, these little bits of information have come through that, you know, how actually, you know, you want to prioritise your, your family. And, and, and um, for me, that's just a really lovely message so to, to sit opposite a man who, you know, I'm going to call you an alpha man. I think that's a pretty fair. You're, you're about as alpha as they come. Um, and yet you're, you, you're uh, I guess, connected enough to yourself to say, I know this stuff is amazing. I know international rugby is, a, is, a, is an amazing opportunity, but... You know, my family is really important to me as well. And it's not often you have men coming out and, and delivering that message. And I just, yeah, when it's time yeah, to I th- I, I, A lot of people have questioned me when I made my decision, and I'm still questioning it. Um, on, on what basis that, uh, even after I explained, you know, it's my family and choice I've made, and um, they still don't get it. They think this dream job, you get to play international rugby, you get to run out in front of 80,000 people, you're on TV, all that, everything that comes with that. But um, And that's not to say that I didn't enjoy it. It's just that in my life, my priorities have changed. Um, and I previously prioritised myself and went hell for leather with the career and concentrated on rugby, rugby, rugby. Um settled down got married had kids um, and was still rugby 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 and even though I was gaining more perspective and um, enjoying family time I was still a selfish sportsman ultimately because if if you're going to be an elite sportsman you have to be selfish that's that's just a given because you've got to 
make sacrifices, spend time away from everyone, and in order to to be good at what you are, be good at what you do. Um, but it just got to a point in my life where I stopped enjoying that um, and didn't enjoy it enough to put it ahead of my family and, and put it ahead of them. So it wasn't an easy easy decision, but. Um, and I still have little moments now, you know, flatters with, right, was it the right decision? And it's like, well, yeah, because I'm now dealing with, the, I look at it as a list. This is an imaginary, imaginary list I'm doing. No one else can see, <laughs> yeah. apart from you guys. Brilliant. Yeah. Um, where, Steve. Yeah, brilliant. And, Steve. <laughs> and, uh, and I'm like, no, the, my priority is my family and, and what I want to give to them in order to, to contribute and actually be there so um, yeah I'd mi- I miss the adrenaline I'd, I'd miss running out at um, the principality the other week for yeah. that 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 adrenaline buzz of course um, but you know there's millions of fans that also feel the way I feel do you know what I mean of not being able to do it and they'd love to do that just yeah. for that that moment but there's a lot that goes with it in order to in order to get there so yeah, that, that's the story in a nutshell, and it's been great. Thank you for um, me <laughs> Thanks come for coming show. on. Ever done. Yeah, I, wish you all, I wish you all the best. Thank you for that wonderful <laughs> sound, but what do you really mean? <laughs> what was the real issue? Now, uh, I find it fascinating because we have talked recently with uh, an ex-strength and conditioning coach for Wales, Craig White. Um, bit of a legend of a man. Um, he's had a massive turnaround, but what stood out with me with his podcast with us was uh, values and what we do, and, and that's what exactly what you've done. Your your priorities have completely changed, and that's completely okay and it's understandable. We've we've constantly talked about this. Um, lots of men and women in their lives have priorities, and they constantly change, and that's okay. I think when you get to a point in your life when you have that aching, burning sensation where you need change, it's important to, to make that decision for you. And my question is, what at what point did you then think, I have to do this? Because was it damaging to your mental health or physical health or was it manifesting um, in any sort of way for you to make this drastic change? Yeah, I was... It had been going on for a while, the, the feelings I used to get about going away. I know we spoke previously about a mate of yours, but it would get close to camp time and I've spoke I made a a mistake in a previous podcast on a, on a different um, show of not quite explaining what I meant I'll try not make this sense <laughs> now. we've got time brilliant um, I used to I used to get really worked up and anxious and yeah scared not scared yeah scared is the word I think but it was it was just daunting elite elite sport how professional it is and how serious you have to take it like I described earlier you've got to take it really serious if you if you want to be in the mix and I just really struggled with the intensity and the pressures that came with that and so every time camp came around I'd get at home it would manifest itself in really silent down grumpy snappy with with the wife and the kids and um it, even pre-kids i'd do that with with my missus and because you knew you were going away because I, it was coming around the corner and she'd always notice it she'd be like all oh, right here we go again and i'd always have the same conversation we'd have the same chat and i'd say to her i'm not going i'm not doing it 
And she was, and she eventually started going, okay, <laughs> here we go again. And then she'd eventually convince me and be like, it's fine. You'll be fine once you get there. You'll enjoy it. It's, is what it is. And then um, it got to pre-South Africa tour, so the summer tour that's just been, and the feeling started to come again and, I was like, look, I really don't want to go away. I hate it. I don't want to leave you, you guys. Um, I'm done. I'm done with it. And she was like, right, okay. And she actually, jo- she, this was jokingly said, well, you can't go. I mean, well, you have to go. And I was like, what? I'm trying to open up to you here. I'm, I'm telling you, I'm not going. She's like, well, I've heard it all before. The boy cried wolf. You end up going. It's fine. And I went, no, I'm serious now. And she was like, no, you have to go. I said, why? She's like, well, I've already booked a holiday with the girls and the kids. And if you come, you'll be the only bloke there. And we don't really want you there, to be honest. And I was like, ah, I see. So I'll have to go away then. And she's like, well, just go away. See see what it's like for the one last time. If you've made your mind up at the end of the, end of the tour, then, then you're done. Um, and that was it. And, uh, yeah, it was... Did you go on that tour? I did go on the you tour. On yeah, one, I went yeah. on the tour. I, I actually ended up having a really good time. Probably the best time I've had on an England tour. But I think a lot of that, looking back of it, was because you knew I'd, it was I'd made my mind up and yeah. I'd sort of release the shackles of. Well, I'm not. Uh, you worry about what people are saying about you in the press or coaches or other players. And do you know what I mean? They're, mm. they're like, oh, is it? And you just go. I'm going to give it my best shot because it's my last go and I'll enjoy myself doing it. And mm. it's hard to do that when you're actually in yeah, yeah. in it. You you another five years of it to come. Yeah, it's, it's a grind. Exactly. You, yeah. You're in it. It's so hard to actually enjoy it. And you, top, top sportsmen do the best. They, they have that ability of being able to relax and cope with the pressure and stuff like that. But I, I just couldn't do it anymore. So... Have you always been a family man? Has it always been something that you've been, you know, you, you've always been quite close to your family and you like that time? Or is this because you're your own kids and things have changed and you've got such a great wife, you just don't want to leave her? Or, or, <laughs> I've got, she, does, she won't listen, but I've got a you fantastic can be wife. She's the best in the world, you know, darling, darling, darling. Um, can I just say, this is totally off topic, but did you see that thing recently where, where there was a sportsman on the, on the podium and he said, um, I'd just like to thank my wife and my girlfriend. Oh, <laughs> yeah. what? Really? Yeah, yeah, very off topic. Steve but I just, I was saying, like, yeah. <laughs> Sorry to interrupt. But did just, he, did anything hoping, come of that? I don't know. I don't oh, know. You just, be... it, it cut after that. But oh, I was just, wow. just prompting that before you went do down that? that route. Yeah. It's who just, would do that? Someone <laughs> who has a wife and a girlfriend? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but not going to throw anyway. <laughs> not um, to suggest I thought you were about to go down that yeah, route. But yeah, thanks. Brilliant. Sorry. No, I have I've got a very close um, family unit of my wife, my two kids, got another one coming, um, and her family as well, very close. She's She's got a very close family with her brother and her mum, and um, my family probably, growing up, wasn't overly close. I had a good upbringing, but we just weren't overly close. Um and we're not overly close now, uh, but her, how tight knit her family are, and accepting of me and her family was something that I warmed to, and you know, 
wanted to be a part of and um, yeah we're a really tight tight family that's that's what we are and that was the biggest thing I want I wanted to throw myself more into actually being part of that as opposed to bringing home the bacon as they say and doing that role and just seeing the kids for a couple of nights here and then having to go away for six to eight weeks and then I wanted to actually be there when Jasper's learning to ride a bike I want to be the one to help him yeah. learn to ride the bike um, but I also when I say all this stuff I think about what you know someone who hasn't played rugby or aspire to do it and be like and look at me and be like oh, I'm being ungrateful for the opportunities I've been given but I'm grateful for the opportunities I've had and and been given but it got to a point where that I didn't want to do that anymore like you said earlier you you want to do something else in your life yeah it just well, you can't keep on doing something you're not comfortable with no internally. you've got to enjoy what you're doing haven't yeah. you but, well, but and you say that I think a lot of people don't yeah. you know, they, they, you know, the easy decision you said before the easy decision was for you to keep playing you, you made the hard decision you know, and I think there's a lot of people out there that you know. Well, we talk about this all the time. Yeah. The, the 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 gentleman that's in my imagination now that has the wife, the kids, the car, the dream job, all the things that society or family or somebody said that he should have. He's 40 years old and desperately unhappy with everything, and it's problematic for his mental health. And he's just followed the the the, the rites of passage that he should have had, and that followed what society yeah. expects of you. Yeah, yeah. and that and a lot of that way you describe that is a sort of what next mm. mentality isn't it yeah. where you're like right I want to get my own house yeah. yeah done right I want to get a wife done yeah, yeah. I want to have kids done nice car all done and then when you get to the point where you've got all of these things that society stereotypically requires you to have mm-hmm. you then go well what next and you try and strive for something but you forget about what well I suppose it's up Everyone's different, isn't it? Because there's loads of people out there happy that do do all that. Absolutely. But you forget what you actually do along the way. That's the point of it, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. I know that sounds... Oh, we're getting a little bit... No, but it's, it's that's what it's all di- about. Okay. No. And, and, but no, I say, it is about, about what you're actually... It's your everyday mm. stuff. Yeah. You're actually smiling. You're having. You're actually laughing with your wife. Mm. You're actually with your kids, playing with your kids. Do you know what I mean? Or, yeah. Or with your friends. You're down the pub having... Rather than always striving for something else because you'd never be happy if you're always looking for something else we we do live in a bit of an era where people often you know you catch themselves saying it I'll be happy when I'll be happy when I'll be happy when I play for England Mm. I'll be happy when I get 50 caps I'll be happy when we won the World Cup you know you get and that leads me to Johnny Wilkinson you mentioned before you know he talked about how the day after he won the World Cup was a, was a really empty day for himself because that was everything he ever strived for and he achieved it and he thought that would bring him everything he ever wanted and then it was like Mm. well is that it you know, and, and you're right. It's it's the journey because the, the process and the journey is the most important thing. The actual destination, the goal, can change, and you know, it's but it's the the target and the actual pleasure of getting to that point is the fun bit. And I think people forget that, mm-hmm. and that's why people are like, like you say, chatting and having a laugh, having a coffee with your missus is paradise. It is. You wake up in the morning and you're playing with your kids on the bed. That's what life is all about. And going for a walk, you know, mountain climbing or something, all these natural things that we're all really aware of and that we all do naturally when we're younger or wherever. And then we pile on all this extra stuff that Instagram or whatever tells us we should do and how we should behave. And, and like what you've done, you've got, that doesn't suit me. That I, that's the biggest thing for me to step away from. 
what the pinnacle of international rugby. I'm stepping away from it because it didn't suit me internally, and it was pushing against all of my inner whatever's going on there. You say soul, and and I, I don't know what it is. You know, it's, energy. It's, energy is just. I had the same thing ten years ago. Now this year, I was going through a terrible time, Joe, where I was doing the same for whatever reason. I was just. I was. I felt like I was in an avatar of myself that I created. I was should. I should have been doing this. I should have had a car. I should have or, or had a house and had a girlfriend. I got married. All the things my friends were doing back home, and I wasn't doing it. I felt like I was missing out, or I wasn't a complete masculine man because I wasn't doing these things. But it's not what I wanted to do. And realizing that was a difficult process for me. It's that. Um, um, is your brain pushes against that information. You've been taught to believe a certain thing for, for such a long time. And then when you change your mind, your everything in t- inside of you is like a tumble dryer. It's, it's just all t- t- torn up and you have to push on through it. Is it, is, have you got, did you have any help from the, the club? Because that's, a, that's a, something that I would have thought you could have had some help with because they might have offered some... What, pre or post? During everything, yeah. Yeah. Hands up, I've got a bit of an issue with going away and stuff. Did they say, right, do you want to sit down and talk about it first? Well, uh, not funny enough, but it was when I made my decision, we'd played uh, Bristol away on an away game and it was we were playing Bristol on the Saturday and I was due to meet up with England on the Sunday evening. And um, looking back on it, I was running around that field looking for any way I could to avoid having to go away the following day. I was looking for penalties. I was looking for yellow cards. I was looking for red cards. You just If I watch it back, wow. I'm going into every breakdown, every ruck, every tackle. I actually got yellowed in that game, in one of them, <laughs> for um, forearming someone in the, in the throat. And it was reckless. It was just one of those same feelings. Yeah, same feelings that I'd had previously. Mm. And I've got a bit of a track record when it comes to bands. And if I and I have done, I've looked back at the times when I have picked up bands, and more often than not, they coincided with when I was due to go away Mm. with England. And that was the that was the turning point. That Bristol game after. Remember, we lost that game. Being in the changing rooms after with the boys, I couldn't look up because I was pretty embarrassed um, for the way I'd behaved in the game and what I was trying to achieve for myself at the risk of the team. You know what I mean? So I was being selfish and doing that. And then I had a moment in the shower when I just realised that it, this was why. And I was like, I'm not, I'm not going to do it. I'm, I'm not, I'm going to make the decision there and then got the bus journey home to think about it I'd called Daisy my wife and said look I've made my mind up she said look just wait till you get home and we can sleep and I said Daisy honestly I've made my mind up this time it's done Um, she said okay fine and then I spoke to Paul Gustard our new head of rugby here and he'd recently left the England set up as well to take the job here Um, that was also the same people were like well why have you left the England job when you're the England defence coach going into a World Cup thingy mm. you know that's a bit crazy um, and that was to do with his family as well so I spoke openly with him about how he'd felt and why he'd made his decision and that that was me to a T basically mm. similar that I couldn't 
cope with being away from him and he went ultimately and he said to me on the bus actually in the car park here he said you have to do what's right for you and I went yeah but I'm I'm doing it's because I'm leaving the family and stuff like I said but no no it's got to be the right decision for you so if it's right for you to not play for England more and the right thing is to spend more time with your family and take that role that's not just doing it for the family that's doing it for you so make sure it's the right thing for you and you're not and I was like right okay mm. and he's been very supportive since and um, the club been very helpful with it all and double checked that it was everything was hunky dory and it, nothing else was too sinister in why I was making my decision and stuff like that and um, they've been they've been great ever since with it. What about your players, your comrades? Yeah, a couple of them were a bit uh, perplexed, like that word. Good word. Yeah, I'm learning Didn't some think words. You had that in you. Got Thank you. Really, <laughs> really appreciate. Really appreciate. <laughs> oh, it's I got me. Best. Fine. I'll just, um, ben, <laughs> where'd that come from? I don't know. We've <laughs> got evil just Ben into this alpha, the rugby alpha. Uh, yeah, that's you know? what it is. Oh, yeah, I see what you're doing. You want me to open up more, but actually, you want to. Really spark it off. I'm sorry, I didn't mean that. I told Joe. I, I knew. I knew. I willingly <laughs> accept your apology. Is he going to have a fight on the centre spot? No, I can't wait. <laughs> this, is, this is not a fighting podcast. This it's is, not a this fighting. Is a, this podcast. is a loving podcast. So stop bullying um, our guests. Sorry, sorry. Oh, yeah. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> I'm going to have to let Imogen. I'm going to have to leave. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, I, this is this is a bit like I'm fascinated to hear what kind of support you've got from from your colleagues because you've made a bold decision. That I think you know you had to go deep into inside to, to make you know your head saying there's a lot of cash here that everyone else is doing it who has the opportunity not many people retiring at 28 not many people retiring the year before the world cup this is a pretty bold decision um but i i, I for me like I, i've got huge respect for a man who's willing to make that decision for the better of yeah. family life That's so he was predominantly positive and a few negatives he- yeah, there wasn't too many negative. There was a lot of positive, no, a lot of negative reaction, mainly from uh, Wales. Well, of course. Because they were gutted, you know, because <laughs> they usually got about four or five penalties out of me. <laughs> no. you know, so they were like, no, 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 please stay, you know. Please Brilliant. stay. So, no, uh, no, it was, yeah, really positive. Um, there was a lot of money chat and they were like, oh, you've had a stinker, haven't you, giving all that up. I was like, well... That's it's not important to you, but it is. I understand it, it being important to mm. anyone, other yeah, people. Yeah. If that's what makes you tick, then happy days. That's fine. But it just wasn't. Um, it's just not for me. Another part of it, though, was also the longer. And it, this is money related. Is the the more I played for England, and it is well paid. It's not football, but it's very well paid in rugby and. You, we do very well out of it but internationally it's really good match fees and the more I kept going right I'm going to play longer because that'll put off retirement that'll cushion me a little bit more post rugby so I'll be, okay get, get for another campaign fine get for another campaign and I don't and I haven't had to think about what actually am I going to do for the rest of my life because yeah. Rugby's short-lived. It's getting shorter by the year because the game's getting tougher. So more and more boys are retiring from injury. And um, the longer I played, the more I put it off. And I realised I needed to make a decision to force myself. Right, I haven't got this security of 
that money coming in, I've got to work out what am I going to do post-rugby now. Um, and I'm starting to dip my toe in bits and bobs and have those conversations. But the longer I, I played internationally, the more I put it off, which is dangerous because... Yeah. You've got career-wise, you're lucky to play to 31, 32, um, and then you've got another. You can't retire on that. You've got another 30, 40 years to to work out what you're going to do. So you start at 18, when you know when you go through your careers and messaging all that lot, and you go right. What am I going to do now? So that that was another part of it. Right. What what shall I do? What shall I do in the real world? Because rugby isn't real world. It's Mm. it's a bubble. Yeah. And people forget that. You've got to come out of that and and be in the real world. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I, sp- I suppose that's what um, helped people's perplexity would be <laughs> nice <laughs> you're welcome nice. Yeah, well. <laughs> would have been well you got to make hay where the sun shines you, you just got to play 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 and your career might be over when you're 35 you've got another life ahead of you. you you stock up as much money as you possibly can so that's a possible direction that they would have come from uh, yeah definitely but the, decision. You, I, then you have to weigh up the uh, balance between doing something you enjoy but well, no, well, not enjoying course, it yeah. but you know, you're earning money you could be sat in an office nine to five and you're not enjoying it but it's you're doing raking the money and it's doing, doing necessary but, but even then you get to a point where you're like right I want to do something that I actually want to fucking well, it's do no, it's, but, exactly it's no different to somebody going off to um, dig for gold in South Africa like lots of lots of my mates and you've got lots of mates that all, all these guys gold, they, all the right. ex-miners <laughs> that, that were down the pits all the okay. time yeah. then took jobs on like yeah, for digging for oil and all these things they, yeah. they, we're good at digging as well we're diggers, very good at fine, good yeah. diggers um, but they went off and they wouldn't see the family for three months of the year some people that suited wonderfully and for some people they couldn't bear it and then it's, it's no different so it's mm. just the same as somebody saying do you know what I don't fancy working abroad for three months of the year anymore I kind I want to be around my family and I want to have a more of a routine with my with my life yeah. and that's completely understandable mm. I think it's because it's sport and it's this glamorized heroic thing it's a lot different but it's, it's no different but mm. that's not to like <sighs> belittle not belittle but 
I, you know, people that you look at, like when I looked up to sporting icons and people that I idolised um, in rugby, outside of Frank Bruno. Oh my God, I mm. love Frank Bruno. And I look up to him and you're like, oh, you get the magic of they're at the top yeah. of their sports and stuff like that. And you then worry that if that sports person becomes real or a normal do you know what I mean? Yeah. Where I'm going with this. I'm yeah. trying to... Not very good with words. Per, <laughs> perplexed was, you know, a standout for me. Don't let Ben get you <laughs> down. Because you want, you, want, you want these guys, don't you? You want to have people to look up to and yeah, top of the sport. And then you're a little bit, like, disheartened when they're not there. So, do you know what I mean? Very so you interesting you them, say that. You, yeah. You also want but, them to be real. Mm. Absolutely. And and, mm. and we're going to throw in the word vulnerable there. I think when you have these iconic sports stars and you want them to be perfect, it's really important to know that people are not perfect and they will have lives after their, their world heavyweight win in Wembley and they will have a normal depth to their personality. And, and it's what, what makes these sports stars so great, like yourself, when you're playing for England and you're running out in front of 80,000 people, is that along the way, you've been vulnerable. You've failed, possibly. You've had to work hard and dig deep and you've, you've been on this trajectory that's gone backwards two steps to go step, one forward step. And I think that's really important to, because there's a bunch of guys out there still thinking that they have to be this iconic perfection, mm. this, this, you're either all or nothing. Mm. It's important for you guys and the Frank Brunners of the world and the Joe Calzaghe's of the world and um, the Sam Warburton's of the world to say, do you know what? It, you know, it's not always perfect. I, you can be successful, but you also, you have bad days and you, 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 you that's fine. It's completely acceptable. Mm. I think mm. that's the new age of man that we're going through because otherwise you're just striving for this thing that doesn't exist. Mm. It doesn't exist perfection at all. Right. I think like a big part of this as well is that life is always going to be challenging. You know, you, you've been faced with a massive challenge where we're pulled in two different directions because in, in my world of, as a coach, it's like your head is saying, oh, I need to be safe. I need to, I need to do what's going to provide for my family. I need basically money and I need roof over my head and to provide and, 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 and all that safety that comes with all that stuff. And then your heart is, is pulling a different direction saying, but I want to, I want to venture and I want connection and I want family time and I want love and all that mm. stuff. Even if it's hard for us as men to say that, you know, that, that there is, our heart does want that. And that the two are almost opposite directions. That's a challenge. Like for every, most people, the normal decision is to say head because that's what makes sense and everyone else is doing that. Let's follow that path. Yeah. But I think that often then leaves that empty feeling inside that your heart's going, well, hang on a minute, I want that stuff as well. Yeah. And often those two aren't necessarily aligned. Do you know what I mean? Mm. And this is, this is what the, the challenge is, you know, mm. of, of being a human. I think a lot, a lot of rugby players worry about showing that vulnerability and that, that heart in that regard um, there's loads of boys that show plenty of heart out on the field but that, I mean that sort of sensitive side of a mm. man because that's not what you're required to do out there on the field Yeah, and they worry that if the, that's showing some sort of weakness or giving the opposition some sort of in or audience that, that are watching it are like well hang on a minute he's spoken about his feelings on a podcast or he's spoken about do you know what I mean and totally you know he's not going to be tough out there on the field and they worry that if they you have to be strong and tough in life this from a rugby player's perspective because that's what you're required to do on Saturday but why can't you be both because exactly you can have the ability to go out there 
put in tackles, put in rucks, be as hard as you like on the field and be confrontational and be nasty and be horrible mm-hmm. to the letters of the law. Just clarifying that. Thank well, you. To a point. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Sometimes. But you... <laughs> Rules are meant to be broken. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's all seen the tape. But why can't... <laughs> Set me up here. You were going so well. Um, he's, you, can, you can be both. Like... It's not a weakness. You, you say it's not a weakness, but it's just about educating, especially guys in my sport, that you can be both. You can open up. And recently, I at the start of this year, I was part of a club campaign called "Be a Man and More Words," and it was to do with the Movember Foundation. Mm. And I remember Mark Lambert asking me to come into a room similar to this and speak to a camera. I said, what do you mean speak to the camera? And they said, well, you just got to speak to the camera. I said, well, what, it's not even talking to a person? And they said, no. Oh. Down the camera, I was like, oh, God, and there's about five or six people in the room, all dark and light and stuff like that. And they spoke about just opening up more and, you know, a story or, you know, how you've, any sort of things in your life that you've overcome. And I just started to run with it and babbled on for about half hour and the room got no one was talking I was the only one just spouting bollocks everywhere (laughs) and it got really emotional and really that sort of strange feeling in the room I don't you you would have had it it was uncomfortable isn't it yeah normal natural thing for you but I felt a huge weight had been lifted off my shoulders just talking like that in front of some people especially people that I didn't even know um and then they cut the tape and they were like, a bit silent like this. And I was like, is that all right? Everything okay with that? And they were like, yeah, pretty uh, pretty emotional stuff there, mate. You, you sure with everything like that? I was like, yeah, I don't mind. It's just better. And they were like, it's actually really great to hear you talk about stuff that isn't rugby and and see that different side of you. And you feel better doing it. You connect with people more, don't mm-hmm. you, when you actually mm-hmm. open up and, and be that and you're not just the rugby player out there, you're actually just a, a normal it's bloke. more dimensions you connect, to, yeah, to you, you can that You one. can connect with more people that yeah. way. And In rugby, it's hard to do that because you worry that if you open up like that, you're offering the opposition a weakness or... But you know for yourself it doesn't slow you down it, the, the hits well, that you I don't put know, in I don't know I'm not particularly fast as oh, it is well you, the hits you put in aren't uh, they're still as hard yeah. even though you've been open and you shared and that's that's the one thing I felt when I first talked about my mental health and um, I was worried about what how people would perceive it and, and how perplexed they would be I, <laughs> perplexed <laughs> On a roll now. Well, we can have like a klaxon for it. I do a shot Perplex. every time. I've got other ones, but I haven't learned no, them yet. No, that's fine. We said two journeys, and that's fine. two tequilas for everybody. Right. Home. Brilliant. Well, I, this is uh, before when we got here. You said to me, or to us, what, what, you know, what sort of stuff do you want to talk about here? I'm a bit sort of, on, you know, don't we really know what I'm about? And we, we sort of said we'll just sort of chat. And what you just said then is, is like exactly what you know in my wildest dreams I would have hoped you said because this is I think exactly what our message is about is you know this kind of masculinity 2.0 is the the two aren't exclusive you're not either big strong tough brave unemotional and you know the tough guy the alpha and completely shut off and can't tell your wife you love her and and your mum's you know whatever Mm. and you, you or, or on the alternative, you're very open, a bit of a, a bit of a, a wimp, 
you know all arty and cultural and it's like you're either that or you're that and there's mm -hmm. no mix between the two yeah. mm -hmm. and where we're really coming from is that you know we're absolutely pro-masculinity go and do your stuff go and go and hit the gym go and be a man go and play rugby go and do whatever it is that inspires you that gives you that masculine energy but doesn't mean you can't have a heart and, and, and want to be connected to people who matter and to talk about things that you know for a bit, bit of a deeper level yeah. feelings and you know where I come from is as someone who was really shut off as a man in, in the past. You know, I didn't, wasn't in touch. I couldn't tell my mum I loved her, even though I really did, you know. That gave me a bit of a sense of emptiness, even though I was probably playing the, the masculine role pretty well and sleeping with loads of women and doing all the bits that you're meant to as a, as a tick box man, you know. Um, that combination is the powerful part for me, is when you can do that, mm. go and use that masculine energy, but also embrace that other side of you that... I think it's got lost a lot in, 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 in the masculine energy. Yeah. Okay. My answer is, what, what, what are you afraid of? You know, like if you're that 30 minutes when you were talking to that camera was like therapy, I can imagine mm. for you. Mm. And it probably went very quickly mm. because it was authentic. It was the truth. Mm. And you were just, it was just your favorite subject. It's a subject, you know, inside out, you mm. know, did give you something else to talk about. It might've been a bit more difficult. I did the same recently. I did a speech for the, for the Duke of Edinburgh awards. And I was like, what am I going to talk about? And I just went, just talk about your stuff. And it was the easiest thing. I just did 10 minutes of just blabbing on. And people resonated with it. I felt the room were in, in they, they were enchanted by what I was saying, in, mm. in a nice way. Mm. And it was just because I was being honest. It doesn't make me bad at what I do. It doesn't make me weak. It makes me even stronger. And that's, that's exactly what we're talking about. That masculinity mm. 2.0 is that you can go out there and smash people around on a rugby pitch. You can go and do whatever you need to do, but it's okay to have more complexity to you. It's, it's okay to have depth. Yeah, it's, and depth it's, is important. It's better, it, it's better to talk. Yeah, one hundred percent. Like uh, uh, two of my friends, um, non-rugby playing friends from back home. Um, one of them was in a relationship for about nine years, but he was a, he what he turned into someone that we didn't recognize anymore he won't mind me talking about this but he wasn't himself he was quite you know, just completely changed really boring uh, wasn't just wasn't the life and soul of the party that we knew he was and you could see he was unhappy and, and he'd been unhappy for about 18 months and but he wasn't willing to open up about it and he wasn't willing to talk because as men we're like no, we just get on with it. We mm. don't want to talk. We just, I'm fine. I'm fine, lads. No, no, I'm all right. Yeah, no, it's fine. Yeah, let's talk about something else, or let's you give it a scare. And then it got to a point where we went, no, nah, that's it. We're gonna have a word with him. Got him round, and just opened up. And we said, look, this is what we think, because you, you got to jump. Sometimes you got to jump. And we were scared that if we told him what we thought, he would go even more within the shell, and then the relationship between us and him would be ended because we'd we'd have upset him or mm. offended him for his girlfriend and whatever and he'd gone that way. But if that's how strongly you felt, you've sometimes got to jump and, and that involves opening up and talking and you've got to not have that fear about... You take a risk. Communicating and, mm. ju and just doing it. And c biggest breakdowns in... I mean, biggest arguments and stuff that usually come with a breakdown of communication, and it's usually men who aren't willing to open up and uh, and talk properly or mm. or talk openly about stuff. And 
the story goes that he did open up. He was really unhappy. He's now out of that relationship. Um, happiest we've seen him. And that's because we we said to each other, we said, look, if we're up unhappy, if we're depressed, if we're down, if we're sad, just talk. Just mm. talk more. Let's let's help us get through it. And um, that that's the biggest thing that I've learned, particularly recently, is that talking more. Yeah. Just help help yourself, help other people with it, and it can it's really win win for everybody, win-win, Joe. Because yeah. the opposite is killing people. Yeah. People are keeping that information to themselves, and they would rather go the hard route or the difficult route, which is suicide, mm. than actually talk to their mates about it. That conversation in a pub or any time over the phone or anything can save somebody's life. Mm. That's that's what it comes down to. This mm. is what we're talking about. This is not. Um, a, a conversation that is taken lightly. This, these conversations could help save people's lives. And what you just said there will probably do that. Mm. Mm. That's a fact. Yeah. You know, we, we, there's, there's tons of men out on these terraces week in, week out, and they're all, everybody's going through stuff. We all have mental health. We don't always have mental illness, but we have difficult times, stressful times. They can build up into these horrific moments. I went through it 10 years ago. And a conversation, asking somebody how they are and genuinely meaning it, looking them in the eye, can save somebody's life. Mm. So thanks for sharing that. Mm. I think it's especially powerful coming from you know a man like you because we are, um, as men, I think we're quite conditioned to want to be alpha and we think alpha is don't talk. Yeah, you know, and when you've got an alpha, why can't man, you be alpha and talk? Well, this is the point. Well, that's this the thing. Exactly. Yeah, this is, this why can't you be arty farty like you described earlier, yeah. and you know, in your face, confrontational, but yeah. you know, in certain environments and stuff like that. It's just about being good to people in different. Yeah, this is this, and this is why we wanted you on the podcast because I think it's such a powerful message. You know, it's 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 so powerful at the moment yeah. and it's so needed. But I, I don't know what it's like for you, but for me, growing up as a man, as you know, at five, six, seven years old, what I saw around society was that to be a proper man, I wasn't art and culture and vulnerability and kindness and compassion and being nice to people. That wasn't that wasn't the route. The route was yeah. to be the toughest and the strongest and the bravest and to get the most girls and to be the, the biggest lad. Mm. That was the route that I was shown. You know, no mm. one told me to do that, but I just felt it. And so I blocked it all out. You know, all the kind- kindness isn't going to work for me. No, you don't see the cool guys being kind. Yeah. You know, so, and mm. I think this is the thing is that when people like you stand up and say, hey, it's cool to talk, you know, and, and have conversations and to actually be kind and to love your wife and to prioritize your family. That's a really powerful message to, yeah. to, to the it's average It's redefining the, the terminology for it. Words, you know, uh, strength. What is strength? What is masculinity? What does it all mean? Because it's changing constantly. You know, you say to go and be strong out there. Somebody's connotations of what strength is complete, completely be wildly different to yours. Um, and what strength means to me has changed over the years through experience, through negative experiences and through learning, through discussions like this, conversations like this. And for me, strength is vulnerability, being able to be transparent and be yourself, but also be yourself. And like, you know, I'm, I'm a complex human being, we're all individual. We've I all just wish there was a better word than vulnerability. That's, no. what, we, that's what we're trying to define, it's maybe so at some point. It's so hard to say. <laughs> <laughs> like, especially if you're on one, you're just like vulnerability. <laughs> you literally have vulnerability. But as well, I think a lot of men don't like using it is because they think of it as like um, open for attack, vulnerable birds without their mum, yeah, that type of, of swooping in, open for um, judgment and all the things. I, I just want to change it to honesty. Yeah, being, being honest. It's being, it's real, being real, authentic. 
that is the, the, the definition really but, yeah. but the reason it, it's vulnerability is because I think so many of us wear masks now and that we don't show that side of us because it's not masculine it's not man so being vulnerable is, is, is actually I'm going to remove that and this is actually me and I am actually kind and I do actually care about your feelings and I do actually really love my wife that's yeah. vulnerability because yeah. most people don't show that mask yeah. you know or don't remove that mask yeah. Um, it's weird. It, it needs a rebrand because if you ask most men, do you want to be vulnerable? Why well, do I want to be vulnerable? Mm. Mm. You know? But actually, do you want to be real? Yeah. But this is hard. This is hard stuff to talk about. You know, I, I, we've been talking about it for years, so it's become a lot easier for, for me to say my truth. And like after this, you might have a bit of a headache because it's it's very deep, likely, very likely. Yeah. Is it the Welsh accent? Yeah, I'm afraid. <laughs> Are you allergic? It's just, it's just got that you know tone and pitch to it, which yeah. I do like sometimes. Mm-hmm. But you know, with a lot, no, is it is an influx? It was a, it's heavy. I'm sorry. <laughs> Considering he's Welsh, I think you've been quite good to him today. You know, well, I had, I did insist on sitting this <laughs> end of the uh, table, yeah, you can, and you haven't looked at me once. <laughs> well, <laughs> I was going to wear my Welsh jersey. I genuinely was ridiculous. <laughs> I, thought I couldn't do that at the stoop. Ridiculous. He was already close to cancelling as it was. That would have put him over the edge. <laughs> uh, but well, th- that's the thing. Uh, well, for me, it's what's important is that we can be honest and share and be vulnerable and take the mask off, put it on. You know, we, we, we have you know, to use... I use my mask from time to time when I need to. Sometimes I don't feel like going to host a big show and all the stuff, and it's difficult, and I, I really want to pull out of it most of the time because I get that nervous energy, but I'm on there. I've never felt so wonderful. It's my truth. It's who I am, and I, and I use it for who I am. I'm, I'm working out what I want in this world is difficult, and having the conversations, that cognitive dissonance that you have, your brain pushes against all this new information, it's really hard, but it's absolutely worth it. Yeah. Mm. It's completely worth it. And we, we talk to guys all the time, and mm. um, this polarisation they have in politics, on Twitter and on the internet, on everywhere now, it's nobody's listening to each other. Nobody's taking that person's perspective because it's their truth and that's their environment and that's that's their reality at that time and we're becoming more separate constantly um the easiest thing we could do is just listen to each other constantly Mm. and that filters through everything we're in these critical political issues and problems and social media is becoming a dangerous place not ask me i'm I'm not going to ask you about brexit I'm just but, sitting, you've mentioned it twice. I was like, I'm, no, I'm not, don't I'm, go it, there, it, it, please. It's, I think it's a reflection of mental health and yeah. the polarisation of opinion. And it's just, everything could be a lot easier if we just listened to each other. 100%. Yeah. When you made the decision to, to, to retire, was there part of you thinking, God, is everyone going to think I'm a lunatic for making this decision? Or were you really connected <laughs> to like... The majority is, already thought that, um, to be fair. So I, I didn't worry just about that. The yeah, point. I didn't worry about that. Um... No, I didn't. No, I didn't really. I'd, I'd kind of got to a point in my life where I started believing that. <laughs> I always say, I say it jokingly sometimes now, but I do generally. There's always a choice, and I say it. Then nothing's compulsory. You don't have to do anything in in life. There is always a choice. It's just up to you whether you want to deal with the consequences of it if it's a bad choice or whether it's a good choice. But it's up to you to make your choice. So. I'd come to that and weighed up the pros and cons and um, the pros and cons, not either side of it, was worrying about what people might have thought of it because I got to that point where the people I care about 
that they're the, if they're the ones who think I'm a lunatic or crazy for th- for doing it, then they're they're the opinions that matter and yeah. Um, yeah, so that didn't really cross. I think that's around. a really important, that's important. The reason I ask it is because I think a lot of us make decisions to please everyone else, mm. and that you know that's not good for our mental health. You we, know, all, you, we all want to people please, don't we? Yeah, but at the expense of our own values. Mm. You know, you you got connected to what this is a really important message. Getting connected to what really matters, not what society because society says, Joe, go to the World Cup, get your paychecks, play for England, become a, a legend, report with loads of caps. That's what society's saying. And if, if you're if you're trying to people please, that's the route you go on. But it makes actually on the inside, it's like I don't want to do that because you connected with that feeling you're able to make the decision mm. and do it I think there's a lot of people and, and that's the vulnerability you open yourself up for criticism especially yeah. you and yeah. the public eye you judgment. open yourself up for judgment and it's yeah. it's not easy and yeah. you know you you knew you were going to get some negative but I can imagine some of it you were like oh that, that actually quite hurt me you know <laughs> yeah, it's not easy did it? did it? Did it? Did it? no I don't no there wasn't because you connected. I think you know what matters to you yeah that, like, that was the thing. issue that People, there was a lot of positive messages, lovely messages. I'm very grateful for that. But at the same time, I also didn't care for those messages. Do you know what I mean? Yours. With the greatest respect, yeah. it, what, people saying, "Well done, congratulations, really proud, yeah. well done, it all." But again, I didn't, I didn't really care for those opinions because, yeah. you know, it's your truth. It You're was, not doing this for anyone else. That was it. And even, even to the point of my wife, my yeah. wife wasn't. I joked about her holiday pre that and having chat but even when it came down to making the decision she and still says she if you ask her she'll go well i still think you made the wrong choice <laughs> but it's your choice to make yeah. as in so if you're happy with that then you yeah. you, you, you take you, a responsibility exactly. so that was yeah. why loads of positive yeah. loads of negative but either way it doesn't that's their opinion and but also i don't want it to sound like well i don't care what people think because people who do care that's the first thing they say but I do care what people think. It's just these people, you know. This yeah. I'm doing hand signals. No one else can see that again. Brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, my, it was like he was cupping a yes. small, undersized uh, mini football. Yeah, brilliant. So yeah. small, mini, <laughs> undersized it's people. They're the ones that I that care about. Ball yeah. Yeah. yeah, like brilliant. a ramen ball. He's holding a ramen ball now. Very now his face. Very perplexed. <laughs> I could actually talk to Joe for a very long time. No, we're going to have to run. It's, it's not, <laughs> we have to wrap this up. Yeah, yeah, we do. But it's uh, an absolute shame. It is. Can, can, can you come back on? We can ask our usual question. Yeah. What is that okay? It? Should I go in? Yeah, of course. Well, it's my just a stitch up, is it? Yeah. yeah. What do you think I about asked Brexit? You what? <laughs> <laughs> Joking. <laughs> I said, "What's your angle?" And then they've left this the last bit. Politics. Yeah, yeah. Lock the door. That's Lock the door. Mean. We're in or out. <laughs> I, um, I, 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 we ask everybody at the end of every podcast um, one specific question. You can answer it. Take as long as you want. I don't know how we're going to do this with Joe, though, because it's not. Yeah, the... but I, I, I can. I'll do it. I'll still do professional. Yeah, I'll still do it. We've asked everybody the same question. I'm not taking my people, clothes off. No, it's please. They're already all off. <laughs> yeah. just, people can't see this, can they? But it's been out the entire so you know, time. We are it? naked, like, like it says on the tin. That's what you required. It was fine. It must be cold over there. Ridiculous. <laughs> Ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm not coming back. <laughs> um, I always ask everybody. We ask, we've asked numerous people. Um, what they would say to their younger selves when they were going through their most difficult times. If you could go back in time to it. If you, were, if you have been in a difficult time with your mental health at some point, if you could go back in time, now knowing what you know, and have a little word with yourself, what would you say to yourself? Um, that is a ridiculously hard question. Um, how do I give you... Uh, 
I don't know if I would. I don't know if I would. I don't know if I, a I'd bother. You know, it's a lot of effort to go back in time. <laughs> some from what I've heard, um, <laughs> we've all seen Back to the Future. Exactly, I get myself an almanac. Exactly. It's very dangerous as well. <laughs> it is. Um, no, I wouldn't bother because you you go through those experiences. I look at I've had to go through those good and bad experiences in order to be sat here and to have learned values and learn what I appreciate. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I think actually it's a really profound answer. That's it's my like, favourite well, answer. Why would you, yeah, why would you change? Because you wouldn't, you might end up not learning yeah. and then I'd still be yeah. a twat now. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know, like, coming yeah. through Completely. without going through it all. The lessons you that to, you've learned have set you up for you where have you are to, today. You have to. And there'll be lessons I learn tomorrow. There'll yeah. be lessons I, because you're always trying so no yeah, I, w- I did wear on my wedding day I did wear a phlegm green t-shirt Ooh. Um, which is probably the, the only regret I have in my life so you'd go back to that day so I'd go back if I was to give you an answer a proper answer I'd go back to that day <laughs> and I'd say you're not wearing you're going to wear the iron shirt and you're not going to wear that horrible green t-shirt can't you just photoshop that and you know all sorted <laughs> Yeah, I mean, but the, I, I, I still no, know that no. I was wearing that horrible, horrible flare. <laughs> that is t-shirt. my favourite answer to that well, question. You wouldn't ever. even change any of your hairstyles or anything like that. What, what do you mean? I'm just well, like, coming off. There's, there's been some ben, of them as well. You, you know, did, yes, have I, you got beef, Ben? <laughs> ben have you got, just, this is me being vulnerable. I'm, I'm opposite. <laughs> oh, no, right, okay. so, you know, I'm just sharing my truth. Ben, do you think he deserves his Easter chocolate treat now? I'm not having your melted, horrible biscuit. It does look like it's been in my po- pocket for quite some time what do you mean it does look like it, it has, has. <laughs> the the duck the egg what is it the chick has come off but it's yours no this is, I don't been, want it oh, thank you pass it down this, is a, this really is a fair reflection of our, of our appreciation you know this is what you, you mean to us you you've uh, taken that. a bite out of it it's not even closed <laughs> that could have been a mouse I'm not sure but hold Look, there we go that's not even closed you're, you're a winner you're a winner you're doing so well hun. thank you so much Imogen, I'm not ridiculous have we ended on a sour note there I no. feel we, we had some good moments and now we've you know we've, we've tarnished it no. yeah yeah, right. I think we can have a group hug. <laughs> Should we have a group hug? No, I'll, I'll, no. I'll try. <laughs> Go then, Joe. You've been absolutely. Thank amazing. you for having me, gents. Thank you. No, it, it's exactly the conversation that. Perfect. That, yeah, thank you very much. You, you, you start, I really admire. I really, really admire you living your truth and, and following your path and being connected to what matters to you. Thanks. Thank Cheers, you. Uh, honestly, thank you so much, Joe. That was, uh, as we said in our intro. Um, just wonderfully honest and open and truthful and authentic and that's exactly what we're about spot on isn't he those conversations are just this is what what I I love being able to do with this podcast hearing men talk like that and give a different perspective you know Joe's in touch with his values he knows what matters to him he's not just doing what society's telling him to do he's like I want to connect with my energy I'm going to do my path. I don't care what you say. Like he said, it doesn't bother him if people think he, what he's done is great or if it's awful because he's done it for him. Mm. I think that's such a powerful message. He's taking the power away from judgment. Yeah. From other people. Yeah. Pleasing people all the time. Totally. He seems very happy and very content. Yeah. And, and aware as well of that it's always a process. 
there's still things and, and as well what a wonderful last answer to that question yeah. we always ask yeah how perfect was that yeah I think he's he. I don't think he realises how tuned in he is mm. you know he's, he's tuned in yeah whether it's by accident or whether it's through reading or listening but you know he's 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 worked out that he needs to work live a life that inspires him and yeah. do what works for him not what society's telling him and uh that that serves him in good stead know your values and, and orchestrate your life that direction i really feel that's where we're we're heading in mm. that direction getting guys and girls and people from all walks of life to have these conversations yeah especially people like joe still yeah. playing yeah. honest and vulnerable Taking his taking responsibility for his own actions and doing what's right for him, that therefore uh, benefits everybody around him. Yeah. He's a, he's an absolute wonderful guy. I've really been blown away today. Same. He's Same. a good egg. Should we say? Are we, is that series one done? We we have a few weeks off now because I, I think, think we are. I think we? we are. This is and the this is the last one of this series. But that is a bit of a prelude into where we're going, right? Yeah. Because series two, we, we've you know we've noticed that, that we've had some amazing conversations in this series, and we've noticed that actually the, the ones that we feel have had the biggest impact are the ones where we've got the likes of Joe. Obviously, people haven't heard Joe yet, but the similar kind of conversation we have with Jim. Yeah. Uh, that these Zoe, men, the, the amount of messages from Zoe. Yeah, well, uh, yeah, it's the true. Zoe podcast. It's true. It's just uh, well, we've been trying things out in this first run. Um, we, we've been incredibly grateful for everybody listening. Thank you so much. But we we were going into the next one with a definite idea of what we want, mm. and these conversations that we've been having with these burly rugby guys. I think long may it continue. Uh, we, sh- we 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 want to get out to all these people and all the guys that said yes that didn't come on. We can we come in for you because that's our focus now, isn't it? Yeah. We, w- we want to have more of those alpha conversations or conversations with alpha men. They're not alpha conversations at all. Are they? Yeah, they're, they're conversations with alpha men that aren't alpha. Yeah, um, they're vulnerable. They're open. You know, yeah. they're raw. They're naked. They're everything that we stand for, and uh, they're unique. I think in yeah. that respect. And we just had another unique one with Joe, and I think that's next next series. There's some pretty cool names lined up. Yeah. Yeah, and, and as well, thank you to everybody that's listening and listened. And thank you to all of our guests in our first run. Yeah. And thank you, Ben. Oh, thank you, Matt. Oh. We, couldn't have done, we couldn't have done it without each other, could I we? I know, no way. It's... I, I, genuinely, it's been an in- incredible process. Like, mm. to, to hear feedback, to read your emails, to read your Instagram messages and, and to see where we've gone. We've done it all organically. We've, we've navigated through this in, in a nice, peaceful way. Um, so thank you very much, Ben. Mm, no. Thank you, Imogen and Create Productions. You've been wonderful. <laughs> Feels like we just won the BAFTAs. I know. Yeah, <laughs> my mum and my dad. Thank oh, you, my mum, she's not getting anything. She's a three-starer. She's know. still three-starring well, us. She, she doesn't have to change it. Oh, so, come on, sort it out. You know, she, there's no thanks there, mum. By <laughs> series two, I want at least four stars from you, okay? Um, no, but... And, yeah. yeah. <laughs> lost I'm words, cry. Aren't we? Yeah, exactly. Um, We're not gone for long, are we? We're no. back. It's a little break. We need to just go back and do some recordings. We need to um, just re, I guess, realign our vision of exactly who we want to be and where we want to go. Yeah. And make sure we nail that in series two um, and um, come back better than ever. And it's all for you. We want to make it good and, and good for you that it helps you. So long may it continue. Yeah. And thank you very much for listening. You can still comment. You can still rate. You can still go onto our Instagram page, 
which is the naked professors. We're gonna, still going to do on that, aren't we? Yeah, we're, all we of are. that stuff. We're yeah. going to we're going to actually we're gonna gonna get better at that. Our, we? Yeah, we got, we got a meeting tomorrow about the being better on Instagram because <laughs> I'm not that great. I can ba- I can barely look after my own one. Same, both of us. And people it? are telling me to get one for Alan, my pug, as well. I mean, I can't do that. I haven't got Full enough time, time in the Instagram. day. It really is. Yeah. But do you know what? I think value in people's the content that we give people is important I think we should reassess that and we should give people what they want we're going to answer lots more of your questions throughout this podcast because so many people are getting in touch with us we're going to find a way to answer your queries to help you Mm. Um, so you feel as if you're not alone and I think that's really important We, we are listening to you we see you and we want you to get in touch and we will be there for you promise anything else? I mean, I think we've probably gone long enough, haven't we? Yeah, it's, it's like midnight now. <laughs> to anyone listening? <laughs> um, yeah, but thank you to everyone. Yeah. I've, I've, yeah, it's been a brilliant first series and roll on series two. Yes. Yes, we. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. Spin your passion into a business with Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com slash records.